Hi, and welcome to the Indie Music Podcast, the podcast for independent musicians and other audio professionals. We're your hosts. I'm Matt Denton, also known as Mojo, of Ragged Birds Music. I'm a Bay Area mix engineer and recording artist. And Douglas Reynolds of Resonance Mastering, a mastering engineer in Bloomington, Illinois. Welcome to Indie Music Podcast, episode 209. Tonight, Matt and I interview Christian Montgomery of Christian Montgomery and the Winterkill Band. They have a new album coming out on March 5th called Prince of Poverty. We talked to Christian about his early training in music, his path along the way, and what led up to the creation of the Prince of Poverty. We also get a chance to preview some music coming up on March 5th. Enjoy the show. Christian, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Yeah, it's good to meet you. I, I appreciate the support, guys. Yeah. Introduce you to Matt here. So. Hello. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I'm Doug. Hi from the West Coast. Yeah, and from... Hey. The Midwest, right here. Uh, I'm over here uh, on the Atlantic side of New England, uh, freezing my ass off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whereabouts in New England? Um, right now, I'm living in Brewster, uh, Massachusetts. It's uh, part of Cape Cod. I'm, okay. I'm a commercial fisherman, so I'm still oh, wow. spending my time at the sea quite a bit. But, um, is it hard for you not to call it Brewster? Yeah, it is hard, <laughs> you know? <laughs> my wife's but, uh, f- uh, family is from uh, Worcester. Um, oh, Worcester, so yeah. I've, I've been yeah. to Worcester. I've had the Coney Island hot dog. I've been to Boston a few times. It's uh, I, yeah, I love that area. I have, I have a little bit of a mixed lineage. Uh, my father's family's from Copenhagen, Denmark, and my mom's are, uh, all, uh, native Massachusetts. Uh, oh, know, so that's funny. Yeah. My wife is part, uh, Danish herself. She's a uh, Christensen. So ah, isn't that funny? That's a name. That's a name that's in my family too. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe your long lost cousin somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of reading on your website, which is kmwkb.com, so that you kind of got a start in Florida and then ended up in New England with your family when they moved. To, how old were you at that point? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was, uh, you know, still in grade school. Um, my father was a commercial fisherman. And, uh, we moved North. He had bought a, a ship up here and, uh, started a business out of Plymouth, you know, where the, uh, pilgrims, uh, you know, landed. And, uh, you know, that lasted until, uh, he, uh, he got bored and moved on to, a uh, a new area, new, new family. Um, and my mother and I lived with my grandparents in, uh, in Hanover, Massachusetts. And I was uh, recognized by my reverend at church. And that's uh, kind of how things started. My grandmother had this terrible voice. And the only way, <laughs> the, only, the only way for me to avoid embarrassment as a 10 year old kid was to just start singing, you know, try to be louder than her and drown her out. And oh, funny. <laughs> my, my reverend came past us and he was, he kind of stared at me and, you know, we grew up real poor. And, uh, he knew we didn't have any money for lessons or anything like that. Um, we were kind of a poor family in a very wealthy town. Um, so I, you know, I, I got passed over quite a bit, you know, as far as my talents were concerned for the, the kids whose parents could contribute to uh, whatever program. That, and, that uh, but my Reverend gave me lessons and he introduced me to the Beatles. He introduced me to Led Zeppelin and, and, you know, my family was a big country, country family. Uh, you know, a lot of Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and, so I developed a really cool musical library and it was off to the races at that point. I, I think I played my first shanty bar singing old Celtic songs um, and uh, sea shanties when I was 15. Okay. So right on. Uh, it started pretty early. Yeah. 
those are popular now. My kids are really digging sea shanties. It's all over TikTok and stuff. <laughs> Was it? Yeah. 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 And they're so they're so easy to write too. I mean, you know, it's uh, you know all in it's all in six, and it's you know that pirate rock that right. you can, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's fun. Yeah, that's a neat blend of worlds, uh, culturally, you know, like European plus you know Southern Atlantic, Northern Atlantic, and you know the fisherman's life and singing and yeah, it's a, that's a real neat blend of stuff. It's uh, my you know. My travels, um, I've, I've done everything on a pretty uh, blue collar budget. I say a laborer's budget, but I, like I mean, that. I've traveled uh, <laughs> I, I, on my Facebook page. There's a couple of cool photos of me when I was in Nicaragua. Um, and I, pictures of me with dueling AK-47 sitting on a street corner. <laughs> um, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's I just love to immerse myself in these cultures and go to these places and um and uh, doing it knowing full well that if I run out of money, I have to get a job in order to earn my way back. And that's what I've always kind of done. And um, So I've incorporated a lot of different cultures into my music. Um, you know, I, I love Latin, Latin music. Um, I, I love the, you know, we, the bossa nova vibe. And nice. um, so I've, I threw that into a couple of my songs on the gravel church. And, uh, you know, so it's a, it's a well-traveled musical history. Was that your first album? The Gravel Church was my first album, yeah. Okay. And that was only and, uh, last year, right? Yeah, that was April of 2020. Yeah, there's a whole whole story behind that. Um, I served six months in prison for uh, trying to be a father in Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, it's a very difficult thing to do here. Um, and uh, made the mistake of telling a judge what I thought of him, and uh. they threw me in prison, <laughs> prison for six months. Um, so it was... Uh, I said to myself while I was there, as soon as I get out, I'm going in the recording studio and, you know, my, my current wife who's stuck with me through everything is, you know, was very supportive and said, go for it. And, you know, and here we are kind of resurrecting this music career. So was that uh, the impetus of a real creative uh, streak for you in those experiences? Absolutely. I mean, I've always, I've always written a lot. Um, I have kind of like a Zappa-esque, um, mindset when it comes to songwriting it's just a real prolific continuous loop um of songs and uh i think this was a that that moment in prison was that point where i was able to just finally sit and focus and write everything down and make it exactly how i wanted it um and my producer was really cool you know i would tell him this is exactly what i'm thinking you know and and he was just really good at picking up on it and playing along he also played guitar Okay. And uh, it just came out killer. Yeah, it sounds great. Um, yeah, there's a couple of really good songs on there that I liked a lot. Foolish Devil was really cool. Um, and Couch yeah. Sleeping. Couch Sleeping is a really good song. Yeah, that was that was funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, funny. Uh, you have a lot of, um, there's like a lot of like clever wordplay in the titles and in some of the lyrics that, uh, that I, I just, yeah, I just uh, smiled and laughed at a bunch of that stuff. So, is that a big part of your uh, something that you try to sneak in there or is that on purpose? Like you want people to know that you're funny too? Um, no, it's just kind of, uh, it's just kind of spur of the moment. I mean, the way, the way that I write music is usually, you know, just sitting somewhere with my guitar or in front of a piano and, and a phrase, you know, a certain phrase will pop into my head and I'll work around that or just a certain vibe to a guitar lick that, you know, moves to a chorus. And, um, 
you know, I, I guess, you know, there's definitely not like divine intervention or anything like that involved, but yeah. it's, it's these, I feel as though they kind of write themselves and, uh, you know, just, you know, I, a, a couple of the, a couple of the songs like, um, she's no Cadillac. Yeah. On the gravel <laughs> church, you know, um, it was a song, uh, you know, I, about a girl I had dated at the time and, um, you know, it, it was after my divorce and, and after a lot of life changes and she, you know, ended up choosing a different guy and, uh, you know, a, a fellow that I really, you know, like, he's a good guy. Um, but you know, she didn't choose me and I might've been a little bitter and, mm. you know, <laughs> you know, I mean that, that one line, you know, I, I heard that she'd broken down and had to get towed back to town. I heard she blew a piston <laughs> and a couple, couple of my, my former, former friends. friends. Yeah. <laughs> that was you the know, part that like, I was laughing. I'm like, Oh, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was, it <laughs> that was a great line. Great line. Yeah. I mean, and one of my buddies who's uh, one of my buddies who's, who's got a recording studio. I, I haven't worked with him yet, but, um, he's put out some, you know, pretty major label, um, releases. You know, he, he said, he goes, you normally Christian, he goes, yeah, I, I pride myself on trying to ask artists to write lyrics that you can't predict what's coming. He goes, but halfway through that verse, I knew exactly <laughs> what was coming. And he goes, and he goes, and I just, and I was laughing in anticipation of you finishing the sentence. And I was like, that's cool. All right. I'm glad <laughs> I did. Ex- <laughs> I had the exact same reaction. Yeah. I hate it when I can predict a lyric, but I knew that was coming and I was waiting to see how you were, how you were going to stick the landing on that one. That was great. <laughs> yeah. It came out pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> the the yeah. winter kill band. Yeah. What's uh? Yeah, who is that? <laughs> yeah, who who is the Winter Kill Band? Well, this time for the Prince of Poverty, um, my my producer Joe Clapp plays guitar on this record. Um, my best friend from childhood, who I spent many a years touring with and playing in different bands with, a guy by the name of Charlie Hill. He's now a um, he's a biochemist. Uh, oh. or, um, <laughs> the guy's brilliant and. Um, He's, uh, you know, knee deep in the COVID world of trying to, you know, come up with new tests and to, uh, you know, cure cancer. And he donated some time to jump back in the studio with me and, you know, relive a few moments of our childhood together. And, uh, and my friend, Dave, Dave Leach, who's in a band from Boston, um, called arc 220. He's a phenomenal bass player. Um, I, I gotta say he's probably the best bass player I've ever played with. Wow. He's got a real kind of Tony Levin vibe. Um, uh, he's just, uh, you know, so creative and, and, um, and, and he, he plays for the song and he's a talented dude. And last but not least, my friend, Jeff Armstrong, who is, uh, he's the drummer for a band called the Delta generators who are a pretty popular, um, rockabilly slash country roots uh americana band they've just got on a couple of soundtracks of some tv shows and he's just a phenomenal drummer cool um but uh i mean they were just these guys are just session players i mean i i don't have a band per se they they come in they came in the studio this time the gravel church had about 25 different people on the record this the prince of poverty was much more personal and intimate it was just the the four of us so a, a little bit of a different feel but the, the the name the Winterkill Band came from a hunting expedition. I I'm a pretty avid hunter of white-tailed deer up here in New England, and uh, I found about a dozen dead yearlings um, after a really bad 
winter, you know, walked, came in the woods and came upon their skeletons. And a friend of mine said, man, what a bad winter kill this year. And that was kind of where it was born. It kind of became a metaphor for finding something to do to survive the nasty winters we have up here. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I didn't think that it was going to resonate with people the way it has. I mean, everybody's like, wow. I mean, it sounds dangerous. Right. I'm like, yeah, well, hey, great. <laughs> yeah, I like that that's, metaphor. It's a very, that's an interesting origin story there. It is. Mm-hmm. Did you guys work up the tunes separately then, or did you get together and rehearse, or how did you kind of navigate COVID in writing the, uh, writing and recording this album? Well, the, fir- the first album began prior to COVID, um, and six of the songs were a live recording of the band, uh, all, you know, in the same, you know, studio. Um, the last six songs were all done remotely on, um, I'm sorry, last 10 songs on gravel church were done remotely. And so was, uh, Prince of Poverty. What, what I would do for Prince of Poverty is just go in the studio and, um, I would play the song for Joe and he would kind of figure out where we were as far as tempo and the feel and vibe. And he would come up with some kind of, you know, continuous loop. And I would just play the song and sing it. And then we would remove all the percussion mm-hmm. and send it, send it to our bass player who would go, okay, you know, I'm getting this idea. And then my drummer, Jeff, would come into the studio, play along with the song. And then Dave would lay down the bass. Um, and everything was kind of layered after that. So everything was remote. But we tried the best we could to kind of give it that live feel. You know, I mean, there was a lot of back and forth of sending emails, mm-hmm. listening to the song, sending it back and saying, oh, I'm hearing this. Or, you know, Dave would say, well, I want to accent this while, you know, Jeff's playing this on the drums. And um, so that the bass and the and the drums were locked in. And so, I mean, it was a lot of changes, a lot of editing, a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth ideas. And of course, you know, even though I, I write the songs and I, you know, kind of choose the direction we're going in. I, the, these are, these are the, the kind of musicians who, when they give you advice or suggestions, you take it. And so I mean, they put a lot of themselves into this too. Nice. And um, yeah. so it was, it was really cool. Um, you know, they, there was a lot of great back and forth and um, you know, uh, every time I play with these guys, I, I feel like I learned something new. So it, it's a, it's cool to have them as friends. That's very cool. Yeah. Shall we hear some, Doug? Yeah, yeah. So Prince of Poverty is the name of the upcoming album, and your release date on that is uh, March 5th, right? Yes. Yep. Are you going to be releasing on all major platforms for streaming? And are you going to be selling CDs or anything like that or other types of, of stuff on your site? Yeah, we've got... Uh... We've got CDs, we've got the Gravel Church and uh, Prince of Poverty. We also have uh, t-shirts and sweatshirts and all that jazz, guitar picks and stickers and, you know, all the fixings. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> yeah, March March 5th, it, it drops everywhere. Um, today, you know, if, if people went to my Bandcamp page, they can pre-order it, but uh, it doesn't come out till the 5th and uh, Spotify, YouTube, um, everywhere will you know, it'll be available on Amazon and iTunes and all that. So it's, it's, it's kind of cool. We've really built up quite a bit of anticipation this time. And, you know, people seem to be uh, really, you know, receptive to it. We've had some great reviews. I mean, I've already sent out maybe 400, 500 copies of it to the press and to the radio. 
Um, and the reviews are coming in. I mean, we, we had a killer review in Italy the other day, um, Stratfordshire, England, um, just, you know, Denmark, um, and, uh, here in the States too. So I know uh, a couple of big newspapers tomorrow have some interviews that I did and, uh, that's really all we can do as musicians right now is advertise with the press and right. radio and yeah. bloggers and podcasts. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I reach out to every, I reach out to everybody and just say, Hey, you know, just take a listen to my music. And if you think it's good enough for your show, I'd appreciate coming on. And I've gotten lucky so far. It's, it's, it's worked out. Yeah, it's a really good information, you know, for our listeners and many of whom are really interested in trying to figure out how to navigate this and how to do it. And, you know, and the work that it takes to, to put in to get your music out there and get it listened to and get it on the market. Well, as far as suggestions with that is concerned, if you have a good, if you have a good recording, if you have a a project that you're proud of, that you want to get out there, um, you know, I, I've been bombarded by advertisements and people saying, you know, for X amount of dollars, we can put you in front of all this, all these people and being in Boston, you know, um, one of the cool things about being the poor guy is that I've watched countless artists do exactly what I'm doing over the last two years, um, or really the last the the since the pandemic, hiring these big companies to do their promotion and public relations. And I have found that if you have a good product, like um, like uh, I have a very good friend who's a female artist out here. Um, she just released this great song, and she paid a lot of money for promotion. And every time she had a review, I would go to that page, go to the contact us section, send them an email and say, Hey, be great. If you guys would be review my record and they would. (laughs) And, and I I mean, so these people who spend all this money, I mean, really all you got to do is research it. Um, these, these websites love, you know, of course, you know, reviewing music for money, but they're also looking for quality content. And you're, if you're a quality artist, quite often you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I have some music from you and want to know if it'd be cool to play a little bit of it here and absolutely let our listeners get a little, a little introduction into the uh, music that's coming out on the fifth and the Prince of Poverty. I wanted to play, they'll remember my name. What, uh, what's this song about for you? Um, well, this song is kind of like the the defining song of the record in a way. Uh, this song, it's a very blue collar album. It's about how we work till we die here in the United States and how we've been programmed by propaganda to think that, you know, that there's really competition out here and that, you know, if we work hard enough, we can be successful. It's not always the case. The people with the, the people with the money, usually, you know, money stays with money. And this song was my warning to them. This is my, this is my ode to, you know, not the government or anything like that, but to the, the companies and the CEOs who, no matter how hard, you know, we work, they, they continue to take more and give less. And this was just my song in my way to put them on notice that we're, we're paying attention and we see what's happening. And this has gotten to the point where it's ridiculous and, you know, uh, labor has a value and uh, it, it just keeps getting more and more diminished here in the States. And, and we got to get back to a point where all labor has value and everybody can support themselves. And uh, that's what it's about. Right cool. Well, let's listen to a bit of it. Yeah, let's hear it.
That's cool stuff. So yeah. that's definitely edgier and heavier than your last album, which uh, uh, was very much a country singer songwriter. This sounds a lot more blues rock, southern rock, southern. I was definitely yeah. feeling that. Yep. Yeah, I was kind of kind of went back to my Florida roots with that, and um, you know, it it was uh, it's a song that kind of drives itself and. Mm-hmm. It gets everybody bouncing in tandem. It, it's pretty. It's a pretty cool vibe. Yeah, definitely. So I like the the guitar on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I played a uh, played a Fender Strat, um, and uh, we threw in a little bit of a talk box. If you can hear it in there, I always wanted to always wanted to use one. <laughs> My, uh, you know, that it was funny. I was, I was telling, uh, my producer, I'm like, Joe, do you hear that? Wow. 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 And he's like, yeah, I can do that. Um, and we threw it in there. It was, it was really, uh, you know, a Peter Frampton moment, yep. you know? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, I also have that kind of love. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, the background on this song? Oh, that, that is an Appalachian love story. That is, uh, <laughs> that is all about that. Um, it's all about that mountain girl that could either make you king of the world or put the weight of it on your ba- on her on your back. It's like uh, you know, uh, I always say, you know, those those passionate relationships that have that certain amount of crazy are always those win lose relationships. You're you're gonna win sometimes, you're gonna lose sometimes. <laughs> I'm from um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, um, you know, it's uh, it's all about those. Uh, those girls that, um, you know, don't mind being barefoot, and, you know, especially, I mean, a little bit, my, my wife's kind of, uh, you know, a, a muse for me sometimes. And, uh, you know, she's got absolutely no problem getting the boat in the water all by herself. And she's, uh, she goes hunting with me and, um, she has absolutely no problem, you know, putting her feet in the mud. But, you know, at the same time, when she dresses up, it's like, holy shit, like this, <laughs> um, you know, she can, she can be beautiful too.
That's awesome. It definitely another Southern rock vibe for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I play both those kinds of music, country and West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you're obviously very talented and uh, know how to put a song together. I'm also impressed that you get that level of production value on a commercial fisherman's budget, a working color, but <laughs> a working, working man's budget. Um, well, that's all ultrasound studios. I mean, my, uh, my friend Joe is a guy I've known for 30 something years. Um, he recorded my first demo, one of my first demos, um, you know, right out of high school and he's slowly, but surely put together this beautiful studio. Um, it's, it's like one of those like comforts of your own home type places. It's, it's very comfortable. It's very geared towards creative people. And, uh, uh, his personality too, just kind of draws the best out of you. And uh, I think the biggest thing about, you know, budgeting is, uh, you just got to be prepared. You got to know exactly what you want when you go in and, uh, you, you need to know exactly what you want everybody else to do. And it seems, uh, that once you get a formula down like that, it, it goes quick and you're actually not spending as much money as you would think. Hmm. Good advice. It is. It also doesn't hurt when you have friends who donate their talents too. <laughs> sure. you know, Connections I mean, are important. Yep. Yeah. It, yep. I mean, uh, the guys that I hire are, are not charging me what they should charge. So, um, cause they're my friends. So, I mean, they could all make way more cause they're that talented. Logger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one more, one more tune. Is that, that'd be cool. Yeah, sure. Go all for right. It. Um, uh, soul for soul. What can you tell us about that one? Oh uh, yeah. This one's just a, uh, a very melancholy kind of love story about, um, you know, that relationship that you have with somebody that's very passionate and that, um, you know, when you, when you have a certain amount of jealousy, um, when, uh, when you take a break from that relationship, uh, you go off and I call them casualties of war. Um, you know, after you're moving out of that passionate relationship, you, uh, you break a lot of hearts on the way out and, uh, it's, it, it almost becomes like a competition, you know, to match each other for soul for soul for each broken heart that you leave behind, um, you know, until you're back together again.
Very heartfelt and powerful there. Yeah. That's yeah, not too shabby. Soul for soul. <laughs> and that music's off of Prince of Poverty, which is releasing on the 5th of March. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah, it's going to be good. Um, if you guys uh, if you guys send me uh, a mailing address, you know, send me an email, I'll send you guys out a copy. Oh, sweet. Uh, Will do. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I already yeah I already started sharing your uh, songs on uh, social today because I was listening to it. Sweet. Yeah, make sure you tag make sure you tag us in it because we're uh, oh yeah well, know, content's all we got. Yeah, we'll do for sure. Look for new followers. Yeah, and kind of go down the list here just a little bit. Uh, so kmwkb.com, That's your website. You're also out on YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Spotify, um, Facebook, Instagram. You know, yeah. at Winter, at Winterkill Band on um, uh, Twitter and all that. So we yeah. we put up some funny stuff and you know some outtakes of me out on the boat and you know freezing my ass off. And, <laughs> um, you know, yeah. Well, definitely look for some follows because uh, I'll yeah. be out there. Cool. We'll uh, we'll yeah. get all these links into the show notes so listeners will be able to find it there on the website as well. That's awesome. I truly appreciate it. Well, thank you so much. It was really great to get a chance to play your music for our listeners. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, get and talk the, about your music and get, get the stories kind of behind the songs. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's really the coolest stuff. thing. It is. Oh, yeah. I just <laughs> I can't thank you guys enough for the support. I mean, this is huge, and um, you know, uh, musicians like myself need need you guys. It's a uh, it's a scary world out there. It's the only <laughs> way to get heard. This has been really enjoyable. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks so much for being on the podcast with us. And uh, we look forward to your release on the 5th. And and then best of luck to you. And, you know, I hope that goes really well for you. Thanks. Yeah. And look forward to uh, connecting with you out on different social platforms. We'll be out there. We'll be out there. We'll see you there. Sounds great. (laughs) All All right. Thank you. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And, uh. Yeah, check out Christian and the Winter Kill Band. All right. And have a great week. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Christian. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Indie Music Podcast. Please like and subscribe, share with your friends, or just leave us a review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Find our social links and episode guide at IndieMusicCast.com. Until next time, keep creating. Keep creating.